This is the EP Growth Podcast from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. We are here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young EPs in the industry. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McAfee, the Director of Hunter Rehab and Health, and joined once again by Chris Goward. How are you going, mate? Well, thanks, Rhino. Good afternoon, everybody. What's been happening, mate? What's new? Uh, not too much, mate. It's beautiful, sunny uh, September day. Spring has hit us now, so a bit less rain. Loving life at the moment. Um, dealing with a three-month-old so still a little bit sleep deprived and um, yeah, just handling that life as, as it is. So um, yeah, you're looking good, mate. Still looking good. No bags under the eyes yet. You're all right. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think, um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I've got to praise the wife. She's, she's carrying the load. I can't complain too much. So um, she's doing all the nighttime wake up. So um, yeah, I shouldn't complain too much. I'm just doing the housework. Is she a listener here or is that a, have you just got some brownie points? Uh, I think so. Um, hi, Ebony, if you're out there listening. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> nice, well done. Um, all right, let's dive straight into today's topic, provide some nuggets of gold for the listeners today. And um, yeah, doing what we love to do is educate those young EPs to personally and professionally develop to obviously grow the profession of EP. But yeah. Um, yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Chris? What's what's the topic? Yeah, we want to have a little chat today. Um, got some some tips off uh, a couple of the, our admin team members actually who are studying to be studying to be EPs and wanted to know a little bit more about how to approach a client who is not necessarily enthusiastic about being there, someone who you know, doesn't necessarily understand the process or why they're in the clinic today. So it can mm. be a uh, quite a daunting one for a new grad. Something a little bit difficult to approach. Huge one. Um, how many times did you experience this, Chris? Oh, your- you know, oh, like a can of worms there. So when I first started, I was in a, I had a, a few of these types of clients where they'd sort of been through the ringer and it was almost like it was a, a last resort to try out some EP. So um, yeah, when I first started, I was dining out on this type of client and it's it's confronting. You get, mm. uh, get a few little prickly customers, but um, it's really important that you you can deal with this effectively. Um, it's quite rewarding if you can do it as well. So if you can change someone's life and belief system for the better, um, yeah, it's a great reward. Yeah, yeah. So great topic. Yeah, I've dealt with these types of clients um, hundreds, thousands of times. Um, I think there's two types of these clients that you'll get in. The first one will be the first time they've come to an exercise physiologist. So they'll, they'll rock up to your initial assessment with their EPC referral from the doctor and they'll sit down and I'll say, I'm not sure why my doctor referred me here. So what do you, what do you actually do? Like they've got no idea what, what we do. They don't know why they've been referred here. And to be honest, they're not really too keen on it either. Um, yeah, they haven't uh, exercised or moved in a long time. The other one is exactly what you said, Chris, is they've been through the ringer. They've been to four other EP providers before, um, haven't got better. And they're thinking, all right, this is the fifth EP now in the last three years that I've seen. How is this going to be any different? So two very challenging scenarios. Um, but I think the first thing you should always do is, is look inwards and look inwards and go, okay, how can I get better to, uh, 
to improve this situation. The last thing um, you want to, to do is, is create that blame game or, or tell your mentor or your manager, you know what, they came in for initial and they just left. Um, they weren't keen and yeah, I tried everything. They weren't keen. So yeah, that's all. Like you don't want to hear that. You want, you want a bit of self-reflection and go, how can I get better at things? So I think that's where we need to start. But um, yeah, what's your first first little tip on this, mate, Chris? Um, yeah, definitely. I, it's important as well initially is to have this conversation like what what do you know about being here today what has your doctor told you effectively about coming today and get it from them what are their thoughts you know i don't want to assume that oh this person looks and sounds like they're off it like they might be just unsure so get it on the table first and if if they say oh mate they haven't told me anything i don't know what i'm here for like i don't know anything about ep okay that's where i need to start like this person needs some education about what is ep and how can this help them and then same thing if someone's um, had some terrible experiences before and I think this is going to be another terrible experience. I want to know that before I go ahead assuming anything and, and going down off a different tangent. I want to start there and, and sort of understand like, okay, why why were your other experiences terrible and, and how do I think this might be different to that after I understand what their issues were? So I like to start there. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of a um, like a personal um, pride thing is to try and and communicate with that person and help them see that that what you can provide is going to be beneficial because we know that exercise is is beneficial for uh, chronic conditions so um, i like to start there be nice and clear let's not assume anything let's get it on the table and talk about it initially and then yeah it's about i think personal pride and owning it and trying to find a way to communicate effectively mm. And don't get me wrong, I think we should all be um, vulnerable in, the, in these times as, as a new grad or even um, one, two, three years out in that this is very difficult and we should be seeking help from our mentors as well and letting them know, hey, I just, yeah, just this initial assessment didn't go the way I planned. I, I just couldn't ask the right questions and I couldn't get through to them. And yeah, what do you think would, would work? And, and um, yeah, brainstorming with your, with your mentor in these scenarios, um, I think it's, it's super important and showing vulnerability because it is difficult. But I think um, what needs to be focused on is understanding where they're at in terms of their stages of, of change. And if they are at that pre-contemplation phase, then you being able to identify that early and spend more time helping them come out of that, that stage of change and spend more time by me. What I mean by, by that is spend more time asking those reflective questions rather than doing your normal initial assessment protocol where you ask your three or four questions then head out to the gym for some objective measures. Um, absolutely pointless doing objective measures if they're not keen to change and they're, they're not going to come back. I would spend that initial assessment asking reflective questions um, until I get a better understanding, building rapport, building that common ground. And uh, you might even need to do it in the second consult as well until you get to that um, that point where they, they go, you know what, I think I am ready um, to make this change and they can see the importance of it. Um, I think it's about being genuinely curious and present in that conversation, isn't it, mate? Like it's it's very easy to just move through a shopping list of questions. Like I've got to ask you this and I've got to go and do this just virtually ignoring the, that person's mm. body language or their tone or what they're mm. giving you. Mm. Um, I think we need to be able to match them and go with them. And, and as I said, be curious about, yeah. okay, what, why, why are you presenting like this? Why are you in this space at the moment? But mm. I mean, on that, what sort of, what sort of questions would you be asking in that state? Mm. Um, 
you'd be more so going down the coaching avenue. And I love, um, I love a couple of coaching questions. Uh, the first one, my favorite one is, is what's the real challenge here? And by asking that question, what is the real challenge here? It gets them to self-reflect to go, okay, what's the real challenge here? Um, and if, if the real challenge is obviously yeah, their barrier to exercise or their barrier to really moving more. And usually, usually the first thing they mention isn't the real challenge. And like you said, we need to show genuine curiosity and not being judgmental. So the second question from that is after they give you an answer and go, okay, and what else? And they'll be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, maybe time. Yeah, maybe money. Okay, and what else? What, what, and then we will keep asking that question and, and really get to what is the real challenge here and where, yeah, it's, it's, it's scientific-based uh, coaching questions that f- facilitates um, self-reflection rather than you um, sort of providing advice or guiding them. Um, this allows for them to sit there for the first time and actually think these thoughts that haven't been asked these questions before. So you need them to make that conclusion. And it's okay to sit there in silence for, for a minute or so. Just let them let them sit there um, and try your best to, to try and get to that deep seated root cause um, and say, yeah, tell me, tell me what else, tell me more about that. And what do you think about that? Like all these questions are, are showing genuine curiosity. Yes, it takes some some time and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I've got enough time in this, this initial assessment, but I can't see anything more valuable than asking these questions. So um, I would definitely be spending the time asking these questions. Definitely. I like to to chuck in a little one as well. And it's it's only such a small little thing, but um, you know, if someone's, uh, for want of a term, pouring their heart out, they're giving you why they're frustrated in, in, a, in a situation, um, whatever, um, I'd like to sort of follow it up with, it seems like, and then paraphrase paraphrase the things that they've just said, and then just stop mm. speaking. Mm. Uh, so acknowledge their the feeling that you're sort of getting from them, and let them continue on about what they've why they're feeling that way. So it's not you just sort of taking over the conversation. It's acknowledging how they feel, and that sort of shows that you get them and that you're you're with them in this. You're, you're trying to be empathetic and, and create a a rapport between the two of you. So um, it seems like is a is a nice little. Um, sort of statement to throw in there. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's an absolute game changer. Imagine if you didn't put that in, if you didn't put that in, they pour their heart out and then you go, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, That is not caring. And they'll be like, this person doesn't care whatsoever. I'm out of here. So exactly right. Paraphrasing um, exactly what they've said back to them. Um, And yeah. It's important, right? So yeah, not all, but most most of us, when we graduate from uni, early 20s maybe with with not a lot of life experience in the grand scheme of things and you've got someone that's you know worked for the last 30 years and they've just had a major injury and they're you know it's it's life-changing from for them and they've got a whole heap of life pressures that come with that and then you're going to sort of sit there and tell them that in this 10-minute conversation of, of knowing that person you've got all the answers for them straight away like that's a that's a quick way to get them offside mm. um, so i think you want to go with try to understand where they're coming from and, and not sort of sit there and say, Hey, like I've got all the answers for you here right now, but I'm keen to work with you on, on something that's going to work for you. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of tact, but um, some of these, these tactics can help out. Yeah. And I think the key, the key word here is that 
uh, therapeutic alliance, we like to call it. Mm. So that therapeutic alliance, you're working with your patient to help them achieve their goals. It's not you directing them and 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 setting goals for them and stuff like that. You're you're there to help them out and say, listen, I'm going to be with you every step of the way here. I want to help you achieve this. And, and I think we can do this. Um, it's a therapeutic alliance and making them feel that it's cared about. It's not like um, they're alone in this journey. It's not like, yeah, you setting them um, setting goals that they're not passionate about. Um, it's, yeah, it's you working with them to achieve these goals. It's that's significant. Like it's, it'd be easy to walk past that, but anyone that's had a, a client that feels like they've been slighted by their employer or by an insurance company, and they feel like you're a representative of an insurance company or their employer, cause they just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have a real tough time working with that person, generating any sort of rapport. So, um, yeah, generating trust and an understanding and, and as you said therapeutic alliance it it's massive if you don't start with that it's, you're going to be pushing it uphill so yeah, you mm. work at that early doors yeah and i think the last last one in terms of uh trying to deal with a client who's not ready to change or yeah isn't really too keen on, on being there is see them often um, front load their appointments and see them often in the first few weeks because it's going to take some time. You've got to ask some questions. You've got to build some rapport with them. You've got to find some common ground. You've got to educate them about their condition. Um, you've got to, yeah, there's a lot of things you need to do. And we know that this information isn't all retained. Everything that you say isn't retained in those, those first few consults. So it needs to be drip fed over those first few consults. So if you ever see um, or feel that someone is in that pre-contemplative stage, do not say, okay, here's all the information today. I'll see you again in two weeks or I'll see you again in, in a month's time because that's all I think you can afford. Um, they will drop off 100%. So yeah. by booking them in frequently shows them that we care and then we want to get this information and we want to be the first person to make the change that no one else has been able to achieve. So we're, we're, we're giving them the reasoning by, behind the booking frequency. It's because we are ready to make the change today. Um, if they're ready to commit, let's do it. And let's, let's make this change today. Yeah. You're the person that's providing that positive message because it's not coming from anyone else. It's been, so, you know, some education and some positivity and we can do this and yeah, you want to get that around that person as much as you can early on, uh, to give you a chance, give yourself a chance moving forward. Yeah. hundred percent, mate. Um, any parting tips before we, uh, wrap it up for today, mate? I would say stick with it. I think anyone that's an EP is is someone that cares. They um they want the best for their people, for their, for their people, for their clients. Um, and early on, you're gonna have some examples here where it just doesn't work. Like your communication might be off, or it just doesn't come out the right way. That's experience. Like you're not gonna get it right every time. You might you might have some um you know uncomfortable conversations with people, uh, but stick with it. You'll get it right eventually. Um, and think about all the people that you will help through having some some difficult conversations early on. So, yeah, don't sort of go back into your shell if it doesn't work for one or two people. Just persist, reflect, try and get better at this. Love it. Love this episode, mate. Hopefully, uh, listeners out there enjoy. But um, that's all we've got time for. We'll see you on the next episode. We'll do it, mate. Bye for now. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I would be forever grateful if you left a review, subscribe to our channel, and also share this podcast with any of your friends 
so we could ultimately grow this profession together. If you'd like any further information, please check us out on hunterrehab.com.au. Bye for now.